as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. And a good morning, afternoon, evening to you tonight. It is another recording of the Top Pair Podcast. We are back again. It's like three weeks in a row for us. We're back and we're better than ever. I'm your host. It is Eric Weinstein. And with me, hailing all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, is Nick Maxwell. Nikki, what's going on, buddy? Does three in a row count as a streak? Is that or Can we say we're going streaking? People are talking. I don't know if you've heard this. People are talking that the Top Pair podcast is back. I would say it's, it's definitely the buzz around North Carolina. You know who else is right now? You know who else is back? I'm just gonna gonna go off subject before we really dive deep into the week that was. A Rod is so back. Alex, Alex Rodriguez. Okay, so Ugh. he's he's on the K Cast on Sunday. It was actually pretty good. They had a couple cool interviews. Um, they asked Roger Clemens if he's mad that he didn't get in the Hall of Fame. That was wild. Um, <laughs> and then it came out that Jennifer Lopez, who might be the only bigger egomaniac on planet Earth than Alex Rodriguez, is now engaged again to Ben Affleck, whatever. What does Alex Rodriguez do? First of all, he's now part owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves, forgot that, and he shows up to the game courtside with this like 27-year-old Instagram fitness model, and his team qualifies for the playoffs as they win the play-in game against the Clippers. A-Rod is so back. Anyway, before we get into the week that was, I'm going to go over, you know, just keep... I'm going to start calling you like TMZ Eric from now on. TMZ Eric, I'll take it. I'm going to make that my Twitter name. Um, but I was just going to say you should change your Twitter Just change it from two C's, two N's, you know? But everybody's in. I reeled you right in. Reeled you right in. Um, but yeah, so now before, obviously we're going to go through the housekeeping. Just wanted to give you a little, you know, you know, just kind of Eric's world, what he's been thinking about all week. Um, not like I'm doing any work. Um, and you can find, and you can, you know, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast. We're now on Amazon Music, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audio Boom. Basically, anywhere you can get your podcasts, you can now find us. You can find the podcast on the A1 Sports Network homepage, a1sportsnetwork.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at A1 Sports Network. The podcast on Twitter and Instagram at top hair underscore pod. I am on Instagram and Twitter, duh, at Eric Weinstein, two C's, two N's. Look for TMZ Eric. Don't actually. Nick, wrap it up. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at nmaxwell01 or on Instagram at Nick J. Maxwell. Okay, so I wanted to start off because the, the title of last week's episode was Another Leafs Rant. I'm going to get it out of the way early here, Nikki. I'm not talking about the Maple Leafs. I'm not talking about their 1-3 and three record against the Buffalo Sabres. I'm not talking about them getting drubbed and not showing up 5-2 to two the other night in Toronto at home. I'm not going to talk about them getting one out of a possible four points against the Arizona Coyotes. I'm not going to talk about them losing two games to the Montreal Canadiens. I'm not going to do not it. Not one word. I'm not going to say anything about their goaltending situation being terrible. I'm not going to say anything about how they got completely beat up by the, the 25 and under decor of the Buffalo Sabres the other night. Nick, I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm not. Yeah. 
not going to talk about how one word, how Sheldon Keith looks like he's out of answers and has absolutely nothing left to give this team and understands he's probably going to get fired at the end of this year if they once again lose in the first round. Not a word. Not a single word. Nick, you can't make me talk about it, okay? You can't talk about – you can't make me talk about William Nylander just forgetting how to play hockey, you know, completely. You can't talk about their – they're Charmin Ultra Soft decor. You just, I, I won't talk about it. I, I can't. I won't. Austin Matthews having one of the most incredible and irrelevant seasons that will go down in NHL history. Can I won't just ever, just won't ever say a word. Can I just say something? Okay, I'm going to talk about them right now. But after that, I'm not going to say another word about them completely underachieving in the playoffs again because you know that's coming. Um, what a season. I mean, good God. I mean, he's, he broke the Leafs' record for goals in a season. He's the only guy we should be talking about. Him and Mitch Marner, that's it. Those are the only guys worth talking about on that team. You know, shout out to them. Enjoy losing to whoever you play in six games in the first round. Um, Nick, is there anything else you don't want to say about the Toronto Maple Leafs? Nothing. I just, you know, apparently congratulations to like the 48-year-old rookie Michael Bunting for, you know, apparently according to the Toronto media, already winning the Calder Trophy. So just congratulations. Um, I'm sure he'll enjoy it at his, you know, AARP and uh, what's the uh, uh, retirement fund. So just his you know, 401k. Yeah, his 401k, Social Security. That's what I was trying to say. I Social heard they Security only got. Party. I heard they only got 400ks with the with the leaps. Not a 401k. Uh, that's true. Got to pay for the building. Um, all right. Yeah, I can't wait for the shitstorm that happens when he doesn't win the Calder Trophy. It'll be all sunshine and rainbow farts up in Toronto. Um, all right. So the first thing I want to talk about, um, we forgot to bring it up last week. And that's because we were too busy ranting about that stupid team in Toronto. Um, Ryan Getzlaff is going to be retiring at the end of the season. When you think Anaheim Ducks, you think Ryan Getzlaff. You know, out of the fabled 2003 draft, Getzlaff was drafted by by the Ducks. He's obviously played his whole career there. Um, I'm pulling up his stats now. 6'4", 220, just a house. Uh, 1,152 games at time of recording. 282 goals, 731 assists for 1,013 points. Uh, he was the 19th pick in the 03 draft out of Regina, Saskatchewan. Oh, you took my fun fact. Oh, I always love saying that. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't know you wanted to see that, but you know, also he's... apparently it's Saskatchewan, not Saskatchewan. That's, that's like a weird pronunciation thing. Whatever, Canada, whatever. Uh, Saskatchewan. So it's been a couple down years for Getzlaff. You know, Father Time is of course undefeated, um, but man, this guy has meant so much to the Anaheim Ducks franchise. You know, won the Stanley Cup with them. Um, just an amazing player, an amazing, amazing duck. The captain means everything to that team. I'm going to miss, you know, gold medalist, the whole nine yards, he's got it. Um, Nick, I'm really going to miss watching Getz laugh. That guy is unbelievable. Yeah, I love Getzy. I mean, the word that always comes back to mind when I talk about that guy is just absolute force. Like, just yep. a man, man, a mauler, uh, guy who is just going to, like, bash your head in the, in the wall and then like he was going to laugh in your face about it. So consummate professional leadership, like you said, that historic 2003 draft class where the Ducks got him and Corey Perry in the first round. Um, Decent job. Truly, truly shows a, an entire 
not even just a roster builder, but like almost a cultural turnover for the Anaheim Ducks. I think he's he should easily have his number retired next year. Um, yeah, don't I, wait. I'm so happy for this guy. I, I I love him to death. You know, I think one of, I I have so many favorite memories of his, particularly in 2010 when he played in the Olympics and like he was forced to wear a visor. And he was the last guy that, like, he's one of the last guys in the league that had, that never wore one. And so, like, watching him, like, prop it up, <laughs> like, <laughs> so far over his head was just hysterical to me. But Like, it's I on. Think, I'm not happy about it, but yeah, it's on. like, I'm legally <laughs> wearing this. It's just, you, like, I just, I can't, like, I can't actually function with this thing on. Yeah. Um, but just absolutely earned everything he ever achieved in the league. Uh, I'm so happy for him. I hope he stays around in hockey and the player development. Or honestly, even a coach. I think he would make him a great coach. I think he would make a fantastic coach. But um, hats off to him. Stick taps to him. Love him to death. One of my favorite non-savers of all time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, there's really not many many guys left from the 2003 draft. I mean... You know, there's Brent Burns, Ryan Suter, Parisi. You know, those guys are still, you know, they're still kicking. You know, Corey Perry, obviously. But, you know, there's not too many of those guys left. And it's what an amazing – left playing. They're, they're alive. They're just not playing. Um, but, you know, it just shows that you, you got to think that those, you know, the front office is the word I'm thinking of. The front office in, in Anaheim loves the fact that they still had Getze for a cut these last couple of years. For him to play with guys like Troy Terry, with Zegris, with you know the young guys that they have, you know they're obviously going through a little, not I guess a retool, a rebuild. The rebuild is kind of in progress, not a retool, the rebuild. But it was kind of accelerated this year with the year they had, and you know you got to think, you got to think Getzlaff loves having those young guys around, and you you got to think those guys love looking at him almost as like a father figure because he's you know 36, 37 years old. These kids are like 20 years old. You know, Zegris, Troy Terry, those guys having him there, having Getzlap there is so good for their development. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, Getzlap probably wishes he was a few years younger, so he could have played with this oh, war. Yeah. Obviously, when they were always making the runs to, like, the Western Conference Finals, it felt like every other year. Um, but I, I think it's it's incredible because you just you don't see superstars, like, across sports, right? Like, play, play – as long as he has, because like you said, like we're going on almost 20 years since that draft class. Yep. And for him to stay with one organization that entire time is just absolutely incredible to me. Yeah, just to be the face of that team. And, you know, he, he won the Stanley Cup in 07. You know, they had the, the tons of Western Conference Finals runs. They, you were hoping, he, you know, those years you were hoping he can get another one. But, you know, he'll get to go down as a Stanley Cup champion. And I guess the greatest Anaheim Duck of all time. They haven't been around that long, but I, he's definitely it. Um, so shout out to Ryan Getzlaff. That number 15 is going to be up in the rafters, I'm going to say, sooner rather than later. Um, and the Ducks, they got they got a real great one. I mean, it's to say, safe to say that that 19th pick, that guy's a steal at 19. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> for, for people who don't know, like that 2003 draft class, it's, it's up there with the... I think it was either 85 or 88 draft class, but it's just, I mean, you look at how many future Hall of Famers are, on, are coming out of that first, not even that first round, but that second round, that third round, that sixth round. I'm pulling, round. I'm pulling it up. I mean, here's some names. Marc-Andre Fleury, Eric Stahl, Vanek, Suter, Coburn, Fanuf, Andre Kostitsin, what a beauty, uh, Jeff Carter, 
Dustin Brown, Brent Seabrook. Islanders took Robert Nilsson. Thanks. Um, Zach Parisi, <laughs> Ryan Getzlaff, Brent Burns, uh, Marc-Andre Pouliot, Ryan Kessler, Mike Richards, Brian Boyle. I mean, Corey Perry went 28th. Patrick Eves, remember him? Uh, Louis Erickson, who's st- still kicking. Um, you know, Patrice Bergeron went 45th. Shea Weber, 49th. Corey Crawford, 52. I mean, the list, it goes on and on. And David Backus, 62. Jimmy Howard, 64. Like, those are steals. And those guys had fantastic careers. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's it's a different era of hockey, too. Like, we talked about, like, last episode or maybe two episodes ago. I can already remember at this point Who where knows? we talked about, like, Who knows? The, new, the new wave of, you know, people wanting to see all skill and not so much of, like, that old gritty grind in your face type. You know, Getsky is probably, like, Again, like one of those last few dudes from that era too. So it's it's certainly changing. Certainly, like him retiring kind of like solidifies like the changing of that era as well. By the way, your boy Paul Bissonnette went 121st to the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> that he gave I mean, good a, for him for even getting drafted that high. This is this is an audio vehicle. I'll let everybody know that you know Nick gave a thumbs up to his, his arch rival Paul Bissonnette. Um, I think people need to shut up and stop giving that guy such a big platform and stop letting them in, their, in let letting him in their head so much. <laughs> He's so much better on spitting chicklets. He's so much better. Yeah, I don't even know why he does Arizona anymore. Between Arizona, between that and TNT, like you think he would have enough money just to pay these bills, but whatever. So that way he wouldn't have to pretend to be interested about hockey in the desert. <laughs> I I don't have an answer for you in that one, but money talks and bullshit takes the bus. So I guess he wants to, you know. I guess he just wants to continue to make money. But anyway, shout out to Ryan Getzlaff. We kind of got off the rails there, as we do. Shout out to Getzlaff. Hall. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Definitely. Yeah, I think he is too. I do. He doesn't really have like the, um, the not singles. I guess like the personal accolades. Yeah, the individual awards. Thank you. Is individual. that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, that's personal. Who fuck knows? Um, but anyway. I think he gets in. The guy was just a winner. He's got the, you know, he's got the Stanley Cup. He's got the gold medal with Team Canada. I mean, I think he's in. I think, I don't know if it's a no-brainer, but I think he's definitely in. I think there's a case for him to be left out. Like you said, he doesn't have a ton of individual awards. But I think for what you talk about, when you're in that that market where you have to overachieve to get re- to gain relevancy, right? Because, like, you're in the entertainment area. Um, I think... The way that he led that team, like you said, for what he did internationally. Um, and you talk about like a guy that most players did not want to face on a nightly basis. Like Getzlaff was at the top of that list. So I, I still I think he deserves to have that recognition. I think he deserves to get in the Hall of Fame. I agree. You and I would agree on that. And speaking of the Hall of Fame, we'll move on from Getzlaff to a Hall of Famer who's getting his number retired by one of the most historic franchises in the sport, Marion Hosa. His number 81 is going to be going to the rafters of the United Center for the Chicago Blackhawks next season. Um, I think this honor is incredibly well-deserved for how, how much he meant to that team and how important he was in those Stanley Cup years. You know, he he re- he really was like, I feel like he's one of the more underrated players of all time, honestly. You know, this guy was... 25 goals easy every year if he was healthy. You know, the three Stanley Cups in Chicago, you know, he, 
a leader on that team. I think this is an honor well-deserved and another one, just an absolute no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like, he's getting remembered in Chicago, but, I mean, you think about spent, the, spent like, the first, like, six, seven years in, that, in Ottawa and then the next, like, four or five years in Atlanta. Like, he bounced around a lot. And then remember, like, he was on, like, both Pittsburgh and Detroit, but he was on the losing side of back-to-back years. And it's yeah, like a it was final. crazy. Like, and he then was, he was like, screw it. I'll just sign with this, like, young up-and-coming team with the Chicago Blackhawks. And then he finally wins the Cup, like, two years later. Like, Talk about a guy who just like, like you said, like probably one of the more underrated players of all time. But he did absolutely everything. Like he was one of their best penalty killers, one of the best penalty killers in the league. Was a second line scoring winger. Um, really smart player. I think he had one of the highest IQs I think I've ever seen among hockey guys. Um, I he he was a really like. It just sucked like the way that his career ended with like health health issues and really like that the game being taken away from him from that. Um, I don't think Marion Hossa is on the same platform of Getzlaff in terms of a chance to get into the Hall of Fame, but I think if you look at the way he was really, you know, led by, he was one of those not rah-rah guys, but one of those just do as I do and we'll be successful kind of things. A lead by example um, kind of guy. Yeah, like he was never afraid to go to the dirty areas and stuff like that, and he was one of the most respected guys around the lead, so I, I'm so happy for him, I think. He should honestly have his number retired by two or three different franchises, if I'm perfectly yeah. honest, because, well, I mean, I guess Atlanta's not a team anymore, but, I mean, good for him. Yeah, definitely well-deserved. And I think Marion Hosha being in the Hall of Fame, going back to what we were talking about with Getzlaff, it kind of helps Getzlaff's case because, I mean, Hosha has the three cups, but Getzlaff has, like, 80 points less than Marion Hosha. Yeah. And he's played less games. So it's like, if he's in, well, how come I'm not in? Kind of one of those deals. But it's 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 such like, the Hall of Fame is so weird that it's like a case-by-case basis. Because like, and then like any sport, like you can't just be like, okay, this guy has X amount of home runs, X amount of touchdown passes, he's in. It's like, yeah. it and people like, like Ted Williams didn't get in on the first couple tries because he was a dick to the press. Like, it, it, there's so many things that like, make no sense. But... I mean, I think I think both of those guys deserve to be in. Host is obviously in already, um, but I think both of those guys deserve to be in for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 always tricky because like you have to separate like team stuff from like individual stuff. Like Getzlaff only won one cup, right, two thousand seven, but like it was that was on a team with like Chris Pronger and Scott Niedermeyer. Um, and he was a younger guy at that point. I mean, he yeah, like he was 22. like their, he was like their secondary guy. Um, yeah. I think Paul Carrillo was on that team, if I'm not mistaken. But like, they all count the same. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where it's like it's hard because it's like you know, yes, they won more success, but you know, the individual stuff kind of doesn't. And it's so hard too because it's like one guy gets an award for MVP, one guy gets an award for like best defensive player. So to me, like, it just sucks where it's like you kind of have to bring up, like, did he finish second or third or any of these results? To me, like, that needs to have more credibility if you're talking about Hall of Fame stats. But anyway, I digress. That's probably a conversation for a different day. But um, either way, like, I'm, once again, just, like, really happy for these guys. I mean, if you're Chicago, it's, like, it feels like this is, like, the first thing you've done correctly in, like, two years, So yeah. which is always – which is a plus. Um, I think he represented that, that organization with a lot of class, too. I think that – should be, really goes unspoken about too. Yeah, he he was the consummate professional. He always 
he always seemed to be scoring like enormous goals in the playoffs. I mean, this guy was such a clutch performer. Um, you know what? Going back to that Hall of Fame thing, I mean, everybody gets in the Hall of Fame in, in basketball because it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's like a joke. But what the NBA does that I kind of wish like all four major sports did, so the other three, um, they do the all-NBA team. They do first, second, and third team. I think that's like an extra accolade for a guy, yeah, you're not going to win the MVP, but you're four-time third team all-NHL, you know, two-time second team, something like that. You know, it could kind. Of, it's just like, I mean, I'm not trying to like help guys get into the Hall of Fame, but like, it's just like another, you know, something that people would like and people can talk about and argue about. Oh, why did this guy make third team and not second team, and why isn't this guy on a team at all? I feel like anytime people are talking about your sport, it's not a bad thing. But what do I know? Yeah, I'm just I mean, a podcast. For me, like, I, I like that idea. Because, again, like, you're giving guys kudos for having great years even though they didn't have, like, the best year in the league. For me, it's just, like, I don't want – I think if you're going to be a Hall of Fame voter, you need to be an independent writer, right? Because, like, I think with that, you're – because I really hate it when beat reporters get, like, a Hall of Fame vote. Because it's, like, you're literally – you're paid to watch this team and this team only the most. Right. So how hard is it to comment on, like – you know what I mean? It's, like – Jim Matheson is, like, the classic favorite, right? The guy who got in the Leon Dreisaitl fight. Right. Like, he's a Hall of Fame voter, and it's like, you cover the Oilers. How are you supposed to, like, watch a career like Alex Barkov or Sebastian Ajo? Like, when you're literally all the way across the continent, other than the two times a year you watch that guy play. Which Sebastian so, Ajo? Wait, which one? The good one. Oh, so the, the Islanders. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just like, for me, it's like, it should only be done by guys like Pierre Lebron. Elliot Friedman, the uh, national Darren Dreger, like guys who are responsible for reporting on the league in itself, and guys who are comfortable talking about their voting and why they get and why they vote for certain guys in certain ways. So, like that's what I'm, that would be like the biggest change for me. Like I feel like it would make me feel a lot better about the voting policy. Because sorry, like all the Edmonton and Toronto and Canadian media that voted for Kevin Lowe because he was a really charitable guy in the organization, like. Okay, nice dude, but like not a Hall of Famer in my opinion. Sorry. Oh, but he's a great guy. Yeah. He's a great so, guy. Yeah. So I mean, that's just that's my mini grinds my gears segment for this week. I don't hate that. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. I mean, sure, he's a great guy, but like not everybody should get in the Hall of Fame. Um, I don't really think he should be in either. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but but he's a great guy. So you know, let him in. Who cares? Let them all in. Who cares? Um. All right. Hall of nice guys. All, all the great Everybody except Shaw and Avery gets in. Yeah, Hall of Fame of great guys. <laughs> like, oh my God, Anders Lee would be a shoe in. Jam cancer in the can. I donate to that every year. Um, all right, Nikki. We always talk about what I want to talk about. I'm giving you the floor here. Alrighty. So put you on the spot. Sorry. Can we talk about this league's inability to market what should be the most phenomenal event in in sports with I the outdoor know, game? And the I know Classic? where this is going. Like, was I the only one when I heard the Pens and Bruins were getting the Winter Classic game at Fenway Park? I was like, <laughs> like, boring. It's, but those teams are never on national TV. 
Yeah, neither of those teams have ever played an outdoor game before. I like, never, that was I never thing see. I found on Twitter today when someone was like, "The Bruins have only played in one Winter Classic." It's like, oh, but they've been a part of the outdoor series every single year since like 2016. Yeah, they always have like a new, like crazy alternate jersey with like the bear on it because they play outside. But I never see Sidney Crosby on national TV. I don't even uh, know what Brad Marchand looks like. Uh, yeah, just a big time like. Snooze fast. Like, think a couple years ago, the Cotton Bowl, Dallas and Nashville. I was like, well, that's fun. Those are teams I don't normally watch. I don't see them every week on then NBC, now ESPN+. Plus. Well, what about, like, Vegas and Colorado? Like, how awesome of a matchup would that be this year? Like, Lake Tahoe looked so sweet, even though they had to delay the game for, like, seven hours because of the sun. God, what? A, like, well, they botched that, man. Like, of course the like, ice is going to melt. Put it in a colder event, and, like, that. Those two teams are going to be so star-studded next year when you have, oh, like, yeah. Stone and Eichel and McKinnon and McCarr. Like, I could watch those two play all the time. But instead, like, we'll have to watch, you know, the Bruins teams that may have Patrice Bergeron back. And, like, you know, they, you know, might make a slightly interesting move. And then it's like, oh, the Penguins might have Latang and Malkin both back. Like, yeah, that might be interesting. <laughs> Will I watch this game? Probably not. <laughs> I watch, I like the intros because I like to see, like, how they come out and, like, who sings the anthem and, like, things like that. And then I'm like, it's just a hockey game. Yeah. Like, I'm like, the Islanders are on. I'm going to watch that instead. Yeah. Islanders, Coyotes, I mean, I'll take care of that one. I just, I don't know. There's just so many more interesting teams. Like, it's so stupid. I mean, Carolina, I'm trying to go to the Carolina game. They're apparently playing at NC State next year in one of the stadium series. Yeah, I, I like, my, co- come down. Like my, co- my cousins are in Raleigh. So, like, y'all probably be there. <laughs> like my cousin Dave lives in Raleigh like they moved there last year my other cousin is in Wilmington my aunt is in Wilmington like hey would love to have you guys too <laughs> so like what what about like even like Calgary like what about Battle of Alberta outdoors you you know what you do with, you know the, why they don't have that I think this wow. is why because they don't want to torture the people who go it's going to be like negative 30 degrees. Wasn't it that bad in Minnesota this year, though, at Target Field? Wasn't it like negative 6? It was like negative – it was like windshield negative like 18. Yeah. Just so insanity. Like, these are good Canadian boys. They, they've been used to brace, braving the elements. You're torturing those people. Torturing. Again, like, just because it's like the Battle of Alberta, like, I don't know. Like, no, listen, I get, I get it. Believe me, I get it. But those poor people sitting out there. I mean, listen, they didn't have to go. They paid for the ticket. I, I, I don't Everybody feel... Everybody gets hand warmers as they come into the stadium. Oh, yeah, that'll, that'll cure some frostbite. That'll do it. <laughs> they'll, they'll look like Jack Frost in like that claymation like Christmas movie by the end of it. Everybody in the everybody in the province of Alberta is drunk all the time. It's the only way you can live there. You cannot convince me otherwise, okay? Like, that is... That is, like... That's an, that's an under... Understate, wow, an understood scientific fact that everybody's drunk there all the time. Speaking of Alberta and drinking, um, at my buddy's engagement party this weekend, I got all the ingredients for a Burt Reynolds shot. <laughs> How is that speaking of Alberta? <laughs> because that's like the number one like cocktail in Alberta. A Burt Reynolds shot. I don't know why, but I read about it and a Burt Reynolds shot. It's like 
some like butterscotch thing and like vodka and like other stuff. I don't know. I have it written down, but yeah. All right. Just either way, like regardless, <laughs> like can we just get better matchups here? I don't. I just. I don't understand it. Like. It's just, it's always know. the same, like, six teams that play in the outdoor yeah. game. It's always Pittsburgh. It's always Boston. And they're like, Chicago is probably going to be trash next year, so we can't use them. Yeah, like this year, what was it? Minnesota and who? Was it Nashville again? St. Louis. St. Louis. Like, okay. That we're, it's something. I just need something different. I can't look at Chris Letang and his stupid hair and Sid and he, oh, he's drawing on the McDonald's sign. Like, I can't. I can't take it anymore. Like, it's the same. Oh, Brad Marchand. Is, oh, I bet somebody's going to be mad that he's breathing or, like, something like that. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's always the same. God. And, oh, just... Pasternak. He's wearing, like, a, a multicolored jacket. He's so kooky. Like, come on. Like, it's always the same. Uh, I just, I don't know. I mean... I'm having a lot of Grand Night Gear segments today, but I just, I can't, I can't. We had the Negative Nancy show like a month ago. We're back. Yeah, I know. I just, I can't stand this league and its inability to like come up with new matchups and tactics or anything. It's like, how do you not know which teams are going to be good or bad? Well, like, at least like, at least like as a road team, as a road team, bring in like Tampa or Florida. Yeah, it's because like they can't, they obviously can't have an outdoor game in Sunrise, yeah. Florida. But, like, so. But, like, bringing star players, skilled players, you know? It's like, I don't get to watch Florida because they don't ever put them on freaking any of the major broadcasts. I think I think that's going to get fixed next year. I think you're going to see a lot of Panthers on, like, Wednesday. All Monday. I know is if I have to watch one more game of Philadelphia, I'm going to blow my brains out. Oh, my God. Should we talk about that? Should we talk about the Flyers the other night against the Capitals? Did oh you see the Connor God. Sherry goal? Yeah. There was nobody, like... Um, within miles of him. Oh, God. Dude. It was like it was the different. distance between California and Hawaii was the distance <laughs> between Connor Sherry and the nearest flyer defender. So, dude, and like, I, I, I hope Ovechkin gets the record, honestly, but like his bank shot goal off of Carter Hart the other night, I'm just like, this is so sad. <laughs> you know, and you know what I was thinking? I didn't hear anybody bring this up. Those defensemen that were nowhere to be found. You feel good about scratching Keith Yandel? You feel good about that? Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they delayed that pain and growth till next year when they're going to be in the bottom of this division again. Yeah, when they're going to be horrific once you. No, they're going to sign Johnny Gaudreau. Why would he go? Dude, if you're Gaudreau, you have to look at that team and be like, "Go to the Devils." I'm good. I'm good. If you're Gaudreau (laughs) and you're looking for to come east. And you want to say be close to home? I mean, obviously, I want him, but like, I'm not an idiot. Like, go to the Devils. I mean, you know where he might go next year? Go I was thinking the about Rangers. today. You know who's got a lot of money in cap space next year? Yeah. That is a fringe playoff team? The Anaheim Ducks. Ooh. Imagine that guy playing with Trevor Zegers. He might, like, fuck around and win the Hart Trophy. Like, <laughs> this is like the contract year of contract years for Johnny oh, Gabriel. Yeah. What a, I mean, he's what, got like he's got to have 110 points by now or close. He scored his he scored 100 he scored point 100 and 101 last night. Oh, that's it. Like, I thought he was I thought he was at 100 like two weeks ago. Yeah, no. maybe that's probably Huberto. I'm thinking of whatever. Um, yeah, it's 
going back to what we were talking about because it's been it, it, the train is so far off the rails we can't even see the track um enough with Pittsburgh and Boston and you know what else they're older teams so it's going to be like a grinded out yeah it's like 2 to 1 yeah that's yeah. what i want to see and the game's biggest stage i want like slow down oh dump and chase dump it in go get it all right off the glass and out icing like that's what i want with my national broadcast your your biggest event of the on the calendar that's not the playoffs and it's going to be boring yep i'm sorry yep and and one last thing on the penguins can this is this used to be all right go ahead go ahead finish sorry can we stop with the charade that Tristan Jari is any good? Can we stop with that? The guy made the All-Star team this year. He's awful. He was good for a month, and he made the All-Star team. He's got, in the past, like, I think, like, 10 or 12 starts, he's got, like, an 8-7-8 goals against, or save percentage, whatever it is. The goals against can't be good either, but it's horrific. They're going to be starting Casey DeSmith in the playoffs. Rangers in five. And like, give me a break. Like, whatever. That's that's my. And that concludes piece. this week's episode of Grind Our Gears. Yeah, this is the this is a negative Nancy. This is like angry Alfred. I don't even know what to call it. Like, we are mad. <laughs> oh God, the fucking penguins. It's enough. It's enough. Oh, speaking of the Penguins, you should probably bring up uh, – they're going to do a reboot of the old uh, cartoon Samurai Jack. They're going to call it Samurai Gino. What? <laughs> Evge- have, please tell me they're having Malkin do a voiceover. I mean, Evgeny Malkin – I had to send it to you because I guess – I sent it to you last week. I guess you hadn't seen it yet. You would have at some point, but I, I beat you to it, breaking moose. Um <laughs> He samurai swords Mark Borietsky in the face. <laughs> like, cross-check right to whatever teeth that guy's got left. He got a four-game suspension, and people were like, that seems like a lot. Like, did you watch uh, what he did? Yeah, uh, that was, that was, yeah. He my two-handed is, like, a guy in the face. The ref, like, yeah, my favorite is when you do that, and then he looks at the ref to, like, justify what he just like did. Like, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, I did that in the Russian Super League all the time. Yeah, and then and then Putin gave me a raise for it. Yeah, he won a, <laughs> won a couple cups. He won a heart trophy. Nobody could be. Nobody's happier. <laughs> I mean, and the fact that he was like looking at the ref, he was like, "What? Like what? You you knocked the guy's teeth out. Whatever, however many were left." And what's scary is that Borietsky's had it. Like all kidding aside, he's had some concussion issues. Like. That's the last guy you want to see, you know, take one off the face. Um, so, yeah, I think four games, I kind of ex- – I expected – I feel like if it was anybody else, they're getting five. Um, but, yeah, four games for Geno. Um, he's not playing tonight against the Islanders. Dan Heinen just scored. It's 2 nothing Pittsburgh. I won't be watching this for too much longer. Um, Nikki, what else you got? So, I think we can close this out. We can go through – a lot of because there's a lot of games tonight. We have a bunch of playoff uh, clinching, playoff berth clinching scenarios tonight. So Boston clinches if they win against Ottawa, and if the Penguins defeat 
the Islanders in any fashion. I always love that I have to include in any fashion in case people are wondering overtime or regulation. They just have to win, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Pittsburgh clinches if they beat New York. Tampa clinches if they beat the Ducks. Uh, Calgary clinches if they get at least one point against Vegas, which, I mean, Vegas, welcome back, Mark Stone, but, like, talk about a team on life support right now. Like, yeah, like – the lifest of life support. Like this team is in trouble. <laughs> like they're after everything they've given up and all the big contracts they have, you know, they're three points behind Dallas for the second wild card. And I think Dallas is like a game in hand, right? Dallas does have a game in hand and Dallas. Yeah. They're, they're tough, man. Dude, Dude, Scott Wedgwood. I mean, talk about feel good story of the year. That guy's been a wall for them. I think they picked him up off waivers, right? Yeah. They rescued him from Arizona. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think the Devils put him on waivers, and the the Coyotes were like, "Yeah, sure, like we'll take him." Like we have we, we have like a nineteen year old that nobody's ever heard of at this point. We don't really care. Yeah, we need somebody who knows how to skate to to play goalie, and then they got him from Arizona, and he's just been really solid. You know, with Holtby being out, and um, you know, Jake Ottinger's been really good as well. Uh, I I like Dallas making the playoffs here. Yeah, and I think they're going to be a tough out, man. I mean, they always as long are. as they stay away from any of the teams that don't have a ton of speed, like I think they can give a, a lot of fits to a lot of the teams in the Western Conference. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's not even like, it's not even like the Ben and Sagan Dallas Stars anymore. Cool. Now it's Jason Robinson is, is a f- fucking star. It's the making. Pavelski Robertson hints Dallas Stars yep. now, and Hayskin. Yep. Um, like, and, if, and if Haskinen is back in a groove after, you know, he was obviously tonguing down too many girls, he got mono. Um, you know, if he's back in a groove for the playoffs, I still have Klingberg. Ryan Suter's been really solid for them. They're a tough out. I mean, who right now... They're not, yeah, they play perfect style of hockey. Like, they're not going to give up a ton of goals. I mean, if they can find ways to get leads in some of these games, like if their power play can get hot or something, like, dude, they can, they can be an upset team. Like... So do not be shocked if they beat somebody in the first round. Second wild card, they'd be playing Colorado. Okay, that would be tough. <laughs> I am going to say I would be shocked if they really won in the first round. But I how think point, who's in front of them and how many points are they behind? Uh they're behind Nashville by one point. Okay. Same amount of games because it's games in hand season, you gotta say that. Um what if they play each other? Because that's the same They're both in the central. Yeah, I gotta tell you, in the Pacific we forgot to bring this up. We'll bring it up quick. The LA Kings are kind of like fading fast here. Yep. Um, and they lose Drew Doughty so for the many, year. Dude, so many injuries. Like, I dare people to go and look at their D pairings and be like, yeah, I know who three of the or four of these guys were before the season started. And you'd all be lying. And there's been so many good stories. Like, Kopitar's played every game this season, 62 points, just back to being same old, incredibly mm-hmm. tough to play against, Andre Kopitar. Phil Deneau has been great. You know, what a great signing that was. Adrian Kempe, 33 goals. I didn't see that one coming. Victor Arvidsson came over in pot of 20. And to lose Drew Doughty, you know, your franchise defenseman, that just, that sucks. It just, like, sucks the air out of the room because of how, you know, he's a great guy to have in the room. It just, it sucks the life out of everything to lose a guy like that. Yeah, so I'm just pulling up their lines right now. So, like, I'm going to read you their deep airs, right? So, Matt Roy. Okay. Sean Dursey. Mm-hmm. Alex Edler. 
Hey. Who, like, I don't even know what's still in the league. Hey. Troy Stetcher. Hey. hey. Oli Mata. Oh, oh. <laughs> Who's I remember when, like, Oli Mata was supposed to be, like, the next great up-and-coming defenseman with Pittsburgh, and then he got hurt, and it was just never the same player. Oli Mata was going to be, like... Like, like Chicago was going to, like, bring out his best in him, right, when they made that trade. Like, five Norris just... trophies, you would have thought that guy was going to win. Yeah. He's fine. He's perfectly fine. Oof. Holy mata. But, I mean, like, Sean Walker, like, Mikey Anderson and Andrew Dowdy both on IR. Like, that's their top pair right there. Yeah, Mikey Anderson is so nice. What a, what a good defenseman that guy is. And, like... It's tough because the Kings, they're kind of like ahead of schedule, I guess. And they still yeah. have all these veterans. So, I mean, they'll get in. I have, I'm almost certain they're going to get in. But they're I, feel like in the, I feel like in the West, I mean, it's a little bit like, it's, it's, it's like teams, like they don't necessarily want to get in because it's just like at the bottom. So it's just like, I don't really want to go to Colorado because like that'll be the shortest week of our lives in terms of a hockey series. Yeah, it's like another it's eight like, days. Like, it's just like, I'd rather take our chances with the draft lottery. So like, here, you guys take it. And then like another team's like, no, 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 no. We don't really want to play Colorado and get embarrassed. So y- you take it. Like, we don't, we don't want it to see either. That was like with the Lafreniere draft when they had like the, uh, like the Stanley Cup qualifiers. Like, hey, if you don't win this, you'll get to get entered in the draft lottery. And teams were like, uh, what should we do? <laughs> but Lafreniere was a healthy scratch last night, so I mean, it's really not going great for him um, with the Rangers right now. Zero points in nine games, so not great. Um, hey, Kako, right? Aren't they? Aren't they both kind of struggling? Well, Kaka was hurt for a lot of this year. He came. He scored. I think he scored two goals last night. He looked. He looked like fresh last night. I watched a little bit of that game. He looked good. Um, Chris Kreider scored his fifty goals because you know everybody saw that coming. That Chris Kreider who had never scored more than like 28 in a season, just scored 50 this year. Like I can't wait for that guy to fall back down to earth, and then everyone's going to be like, why didn't we trade him after last offseason? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, a fickle, a fickle bunch, those uh, those Ranger <laughs> fans are. Um, but no, I mean, the, the, the playoffs, they're, they're coming, they're right around the corner here. Fast yeah, we furious. should have at least a... Really good idea of who our matchups are going to be. So maybe next week we can start putting together our uh, early predictions based on who we think is going to be favored to go to the distance. Yeah, I hate to say it. I don't think the Islanders are making the playoffs this year. Man, you were on that train so hard, too. All of a sudden, like the the playoff percentage chance went from like 0.6 to like 2.5. And I was like, they're making it. I was like, I was like, they're in. <laughs> I was like, start printing the shirts. They're playing Florida in the first round. I was like, it's done. And then Washington hasn't lost in like two weeks. So like, I get to watch, you know, Rangers playoff hockey. Hooray. Um, nah, I guess it'll be fun. I mean, I'll get to go to a couple bars and just root for whoever they're playing. So that's pretty cool. Um, do, you, do you root for like Rangers like when Islanders aren't in the playoffs at all? No? No, I did. And then I was like, this is stupid. I guess it's like, it's different when then like the football and the baseball mentality where it's like, they're well, both it's the same division. So it's like, you don't really have, yeah. yeah so it's the same division. That's their biggest rival. And like, yeah. but like if they play Pittsburgh, like I'd say Pittsburgh is arguably their second biggest rival. Especially. Mm. So you just want both teams to kill each other. I just want, yeah, everybody needs to get hurt and they need to just play like, 
the Hartford Wolfpack versus the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Penguins, and then everybody yeah. will be happy. Yeah, that's basically like every year that Toronto played Boston, I was just like, honestly, I just hope they kill each other. Like, yeah. I hope there's literal knives, guns, swords, just blood on the ice. I just hope whoever wins loses in the next round. Yeah. That's, I think, what was it? I think the first cup that the Penguins won, 2016, the first of the back-to-back, I think they played Tampa in the conference finals, and Tampa had just eliminated the Islanders, and I was like, all right, Go Sharks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, great. Like, I didn't hate Tampa yet, and I hated Pittsburgh. I still hate Pittsburgh. Like, yeah. I was like, all right, San Jose, baby. Let's get it. Yeah, I, think, I think I was rooting. I was on that San Jose train, too. I've long rooted for Patrick Marlowe. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Come um, on, Martin Jones. That's when we all thought Martin Jones was like a great goaltender or a great goalie in the making. It was like, I bet Man. on him to win the Vesna one year. Yeah, he was like plus like fifteen hundred. I was like done. I was like, I was like, just hand him the trophy. <laughs> yeah, that guy stinks. <laughs> now he can't even get on the ice for the Flyers. For the Flyers, oh, they ruined Carter Hart. They're in the process of just ruining Carter Hart. I hope it's like when Bobrovsky left Philly and went to like Columbus and then won the Vesna. Like I think the same thing's gonna happen there. I would love that. I would love that. I can't get enough of that idea. I'm going to speak it into existence. He's going to get traded to like Arizona and his first season in Arizona, he's going to have like a 950 uh, save percentage. It's going to be Arizona with Austin Matthews. (laughs) Yeah. Austin Matthews and Andrew Ladd on the top line. (laughs) It's going to be Austin Matthews, Carter Hart, and Johnny Goudreau. Yeah. Perfect. Maybe Biz won't shut the hell up for forever. And then they'll fire Biz because they'll actually have people paying attention to the team now, and they won't be able to like PR wise like handle his like raunchiness online. Yeah, him and Tyson Nash and tell them to both go scratch. Um, all right, <laughs> we said it was going to be a quick episode. We ended up with forty five minutes because you know we've been off the rails. Very good with the rambling. Because you and I know like, we 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 DM each other like tweets and stuff during the day, but we don't really talk that much. No, that's really it. I mean, this is this is like I wait for this all week because I it's just two dopes talking about hockey. What could be bad? Um, <laughs> all right, guys. So yeah, we probably got another solid two episodes before the playoffs start. That means we're two weeks away. Get excited, people! The playoffs are here soon. I'm Eric. He's Nick. We're your top pair. We'll see you later. <laughs>